1: If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com.
2: Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union at 52 5% APY, it's more than triple the national average. Plus, it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or Kemba.org slash for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
1: KFI AM 640. You're listening to the John and Ken show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. You can hear the show live on the radio from 1 to 4. After 4 o'clock, it becomes magically a podcast on the iHeart app. Magic. And any uh, parts you miss, you can listen to then.
3: Or as we like to say, listen to it again. Yes. Right? You might want to lean in. Pick up on some detail you didn't catch the first. It's like watching a movie again, right? In, in fact, you know, you and a friend can sit down, memorize my part,
1: Ken's part, and then recreate it.
3: I right just a way day, to enter, you know.
1: just a way to entertain yourself in the evening.
3: A family, one of their kids, I think it was a teenage girl, has seen every Friends episode about a hundred times. Now, it's ten years that show was on, so that's a lot of. That's, she's really absorbed the. Yeah, the I show think there's like about
1: two hundred fifty plus episodes.
3: TBS just runs them constantly. Uh, like pretty much all day long, if you tune in, like eight in the morning, they run until like three or four in the I, afternoon.
1: I think one of my sons bought the uh, the DVD package, the whole set of every episode. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so.
3: You guys still have a DVD player, huh? Oh, I, I got do. rid of mine a couple
1: of years ago. Oh no, I got lots of stuff on DVD. Well, first of all, I have all our family home movies. Oh DVD.
3: yeah, you would want it for that. Right? Yeah,
1: and then and then all the old TV shows that I collect are on yeah. DVD
3: now yeah. it's uh, easy, easier to manage Hey, okay, there's a lot of news today uh john hatami is now running for la county district attorney john hatami first of all is terrific uh, you won't find a better prosecutor in the courtroom especially when it comes to child abuse and child murder cases and uh, he's been on our show many times the last several years one of the first that we know of to go public with his strong objections to george gascon's policies in the L.A. County DA's office. And uh, you can hear the passion in his voice, the emotion, the attachment he has to his job, how important it is to him.
1: He feels his cases. He He really does. Very
3: personally. It's not an
1: academic exercise. And he
3: wins. He wins, right? He just recently won a case involving another murdered child at the hands of the mother and the live-in boyfriend. So uh, I was half expecting this, but uh, he made it official, and we're going to have him on the show later to talk about his announcement that he is running. The election's not until November of 2024. So, it's a ways off, but uh he wants to get an early start for fundraising purposes. Well, uh, you got to gotta, build a backing.
1: You got to get major name recognition too. Yeah, you got to make a lot, you got to make a lot of money in fundraising and you've got to make your name very well known. Right. Because Gascone is going to be funded by uh, George Soros and his crowd. That's how he got in the first time is because he had a lot of money to spend, especially in stealth uh, advertising campaigns online and through social
3: media. Right. So John will be on our show uh, 2.35 if you want to mark that. Or, you know, you can't listen to them, but you can pick up the podcast, right? We'll look for the halfway through the 2 o'clock hour. Uh, as you know, it's been raining. There's another round of rain coming back overnight tonight. It won't be severe. This storm wasn't that severe. But a couple of updates. Number one, Mammoth Mountain announced today. It has received more snow this season than any year on record. Now we'll pause and tell you that on the John and Ken show, we like <laughs> to say the following: We don't have all the records. Yes, he, knows what I, he knows what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. We, we have, have weather has been around a long time. We have 150 <laughs> years worth of records. The planet is
1: four and a half billion years old. Exactly. So it's, so, like, it's like a grain of sand. Uh, out of all the beaches on the planet a drop of water from all the oceans
3: it's not much that we have in terms of measurements but 695 total inches of snow have fallen this year at the main lodge last year 260 and the main lodge has not topped 500 inches in a season since there were 617 inches that dropped in 2016 and 2017 the base depth of the snow at the Main Lodge was 275 inches on Wednesday. That's 40% of what what we received this year. They're going to be skiing in August. Uh, Yeah, depending on whether or not, unless the weather takes quite a twist and gets very warm, uh, I think you're right. Uh, During these months alone, January through March, the Main Lodge got more than 400 inches of snow this year. Last year, was only 14 inches (laughs) as a comparison to... uh, and now an update on a story I know that John Cobelt has followed very closely, in all this time through the drought, and that's the dead bodies in Lake Mead. Uh, skeletal remains found in Lake Mead. We have another remains that were identified, a 1974 drowning victim. John, it does not look like it was a mob member. No, no, not Donald a mob P. Head. Smith. Donald P. Smith of North Las Vegas was 39 and was reported missing in the Colorado River Reservoir behind Hoover Dam. Uh, they finally, after they recovered the remains, this was October 17th, they found the remains. Somebody who was uh, uh, in the park noticed the remains because, as you know, Lake Mead really dried up. So that's how long it took, months, uh, through DNA. To so identify him. Yes. His death has been ruled accidental. So well, there were six Six remains. Uh, discovered in the last year, because the drought across the West drove Lake Mead's water levels it, to record lows. You know, Lake Mead hasn't filled up that much. Uh, well, I looked at the story that said they're hopeful. You're right; it hasn't filled up as much as places out here. Not all the not all the rain that came over
1: California made it uh, made it across the border. No. to Lake Mead.
3: No, in fact, I, I usually look at Las Vegas weather, and they don't get every storm that we get No. So the whole some Nevada of the storms area.
1: go uh, from north to south.
3: Right. Uh, another guy whose body was, to, body, these are skeletal remains, uh, was found on May 7th of last year. as 42-year-old Thomas Ernt, and he drowned while going out for a late night swim. The family was boating the lake with friends. He went out to swim late night. Maybe nobody noticed right away. And then by the time they did, it was too late and they couldn't find him. So now there is skeletal remains that were found in May of last year. That, yes, they do believe this person was shot in the head and stuffed in a barrel. All right, that's a pretty good chance that's a mob. (laughs) Bullet hole in the head? Yeah. Hey, yo, you want to go in a barrel? (laughs) How else would you end up in a barrel? You cross us, you're going to end up in a barrel (laughs) with a bullet plugged through your head.
1: The way Uh, the mob makes guys disappear... Ever since I was a little kid, cracked me up. I don't know why. There's, there's a cartoon. Well, they aspect wanted so you're to not found
3: and they did I, a good job. That just guy like... could have been killed 50 years ago
1: or longer. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, they, they put your feet in cement and they drop you to the
3: bottom of the river. That's right. <laughs> that was the idea. That's right. On the East Coast, they drop you in the East River or the you're Hudson. Right. You want some cement, cement shoes, they called it. Cement shoes, yes. <laughs> that was the time. God knows how many people. I would people like to have... be outfitted <laughs> with a pair of cement shoes. How
1: many people do you think are in the bottom of the Hudson River? Because that's never going to dry up. Up. And like I thought they're, about they're that as a kid. Know. I thought, "What
3: if? Yeah, what if?" you, and you But can you untie them? Or, <laughs> 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 How do they make get them to stay on you? Right? They—they <laughs> they, they knew a guy who could do that.
1: Oh, a lot—a lot of the mob, uh, in fact, it's still true. A lot of the mob uh, families were in the cement business.
3: Right, right. Uh, so they, yeah, they do believe that Lake Mead is probably coming back, but you're right, much more slowly. Uh, than the West Coast reservoirs. In fact, there was a story yesterday that one of the large Southern California reservoirs is at its... Uh, its, it's its really come back to uh, great depth. And uh, I was just trying to find that story because uh, <clears throat> it's worth mentioning. Because, again, uh, we don't say it enough. Uh, they predicted an El Nino winter, where we were supposed to have less... La Nina. Rainfall. Yeah, it was supposed to be La Nina,
1: which is a... Uh...
3: Oh, Diamond Valley Lake is the name of it. Yeah. No, the, the Water boy- has been rushing into Diamond Valley Lake. It is a massive reservoir. It was considered drained during the state's driest three years on record. Half of the lake's supply has been bolstered. Right. Uh, So, so far, they're on their way back.
1: No, no, I I saw the uh, El Segundo Communist Times do a little pivot just today, I think. I think it was this morning. I was reading. It's like, well, you know, even though, you know, the the, uh, rains have done much to uh, curb the drought, now uh, officials have to worry about fire season because the brush is going to be so thick.
3: Oh, they run that story every time it rains. Exactly. That's right, because all the vegetation will come back strong, which means it's ready to burn. But you said during the drought, it'll be all dry, and it burns easily because it's all... I know. (laughs) They keep the panic machine going. I know. Stop it. That story ran today? Uh, Yes. They did that a month or two, ago. It rained a lot, It was in the context
1: of there is some wacky environmental group that is suing to stop... That that red or pink fire retardant from being sprayed on vegetation, oh, I did see that story. Right? Claiming that it, that it leaks into uh, rivers and streams,
3: oh, the water supply. And right.
1: as an example, they they talked about a time uh, the fire the uh, firefighters used this fire retardant, and it may have killed dozens of fish in a particular mm. river. And I'm looking at. Dozens? Dozens?
3: What are you talking?
1: Forty-eight doesn't sound overwhelming. Thirty-six fish die every day. Dozens of fish, huh? So we we have to shut down the whole concept of fire retardant. Are you serious? It's a real lawsuit, though. It's a federal lawsuit. God.
3: Uh, All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM six forty. We're live everywhere. It's the iHeartRadio app.
4: You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty.
3: The Moist Line will be back with us a day after tomorrow. So if you'd like to leave a message, wide open. We're ready to collect them. We're ready to harvest the messages for the week. Uh, use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon to connect with the Moist Line. Kind of direct and easy if you're into apps. If not, you want to dial an old number. It's one eight seven seven moist 86 one 664 7886 Coming up also later on the show... It's a story we've covered for quite some time now. The effort to get the Public Safety Committee in Sacramento to do anything anymore about crime. They will not. Basically, there's a stop sign. If you come to us with a bill that's going to put more people in prison or extend prison time, we're going to kill it. That's it. I remember years ago, I mean, as long as we've done this show, we've had problems with the Public Safety Committee in, in Sacramento. But... Uh, this is a more recent development in the last several years. They don't want to do anything to fentanyl pushers who kill your children. They don't. This bill's been around a while. Uh, It was first introduced by a Republican, uh, Melissa Melendez from uh, the Inland Empire, and it got nowhere. Well, this time around, eh, they made a few changes to it, and a Democrat introduced the bill. Still killed. We're going to talk to the father who helped propel the whole movement for this bill. And basically what it does is it says uh, if you're dealing drugs that are laced with fentanyl and somebody dies, you get a warning. If it happens again, you're going to be charged with homicide. That was too much for the Public Safety Committee. And they do this with drunk drivers. If a drunk driver
1: has a, a, a criminal case, they'll say, consider this your warning. We're telling you that drunk driving leads to death. If you have a drunk driving case and you kill somebody, we're going to charge you with murder. That's what they're told in court. And that's on the record. And so if they have another incident and somebody gets killed, then uh, they're eligible for a murder charge. Now, I don't think anybody objects to that. I don't think so either. (laughs) And nobody should object uh, to a
3: fentanyl pusher who's basically killing teenagers. It got killed in Sacramento, by the assembly. And you know who co-wrote this Democrat version of the fentanyl bill? John, an old name on the John and Ken show, little Tom Umberg. Okay. That takes that, us back, doesn't oh, it? That guy is still Wasn't in office. was that the three strikes time? There yeah, any? he's now he was are there, in the, I are think the no... assembly. He's now in the state senate. I think he's in the state senate now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, shouldn't there, be a, County, shouldn't there be a term limit on that guy? Ah. Uh... Do you well, know our? I, I, you know this happened a long time well, ago. Well, he was
3: out of Sacramento for I, but, quite a while, and then came yeah, back. and Yeah, I, I know,
1: but still, there's the, oh, a Democrat, Santa Ana. I actually, I actually found one day an interview that we did a long time ago with Tom Munberg, just scathing. He hung in there for an hour, and listeners were calling in <laughs> right? and screaming at him. Yeah, somebody put it on uh, uh, on archive. There's an internet archive online. Uh-huh. And, and so somebody taped this and saved it and put it on on in the archive forever. And he was this mealy-mouthed, double-talking, uh, uh, just deceitful fool of a legislator. And he's still there. And he was trying to derail the three strikes movement back in the 90s while pretending to be supportive of it in public. But his behind-the-scenes maneuvering helped to block it. For a time, oh, that's
3: what. Yeah, I knew there was something yeah, about him. Yeah,
1: that, and that, and we unraveled that, and we told him pointedly. We we know exactly what you're doing. You're saying one thing publicly, but behind the scenes, you are taking actions to block it from, from from passing. Right. And we had him nailed. And I'm sure he's still doing the same thing.
3: Yeah, and. Uh... What happened with him was he was in, I think, the Assembly back then, but he left the legislature. I think he may have even been beaten in office, uh, knocked out. And then uh, he came back more recently and he ran for the state Senate, uh, 67 years old now. And uh, he represents a state Senate that serves uh, a little bit of Long Beach and big parts of northern Orange County. So we'll talk about all this with the father whose daughter died of an overdose. She thought she was getting an opioid Unfortunately, young people use social media to get uh, the pills that they think they need. And this particular opioid was laced with fentanyl and she died of a fentanyl overdose. And uh, the father, along with Melissa Melendez, were pushing this bill. And this latest version of it also failed. So we'll be talking to Matt at uh, in, the, in the 3 o'clock hour. <clears throat> now, you mentioned this, John, yesterday when Tim came on the show to do his cross with us before he went on the air at 4 o'clock. You had referred to the man that got hurt at the end of a police chase, his brain smudge. I wanted to
1: talk about this when I came into the studio yesterday and we got so tangled up for so long with the Nashville shooting that I kind of forgot about it until Tim came in and reminded me. And it was quite an extraordinary... now, I didn't see the, the chase.
3: Thing. I had no idea what was going on. It, it, so.
1: my, it was happening in the 12 o'clock hour because when, when I walked into the office, and, and usually there's nobody here, right? But I guess uh, Tuesday is a mandated day for people to show up and work here. I, I don't know. It's very odd. Uh, but I saw like eight uh, people uh, who were not working, but they were watching the big screen TV. And they were all cluttered. I, I was, oh, well,
3: so. they were looking for advertisers. They were looking to see who they could call and get me on KFI.
1: No, sure. they were they were looking at the chase. Yeah, I know. And I showed up just two seconds late, and I missed this guy diving out of the moving CHP vehicle that he had stolen. But somebody else had helpfully recorded it in another studio, <laughs> so I got to see it on playback a few minutes later. Oh, I see. And, and so he he he's he's. Uh, he, he he was being chased by the police, and somewhere along the line, he steals a CHP car that was left unattended and running. And so they took off after him in the CHP car. Spike strip was laid down. He blew out one of his tires, so the car is starting to wobble. Smoke is coming out of the left rear tire, and he decides, and you should never do this, <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> he opens the door. How fast was it going? <laughs> oh God, real it was about fast.
3: seventy miles an hour. Yeah. I saw it live. It was crazy.
1: Yeah. What did you think when you saw him crouched, ready to, ready to I, jump?
3: I just said, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like it's actually... not like that's a way to escape either. They're right behind you. <laughs> no, it's going to. So he and he he took the dive. Do he... we know if this was a vagrant? Who is this? Uh, a parolee? Do we know anything? I don't have any. I'm looking and they still have not identified this dead no, man. No, they didn't they never nobody ever does a follow up
1: on these things. But but quickly on TV they blurred out the screen. But it, it was too late. You could see the when when he, when he took the dive, he left uh, like some of his uh, some of his brain behind.
2: And then you saw the officers doing those
0: compressions on his chest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then they immediately dragged him off, you know, usually The the police are a little ginger when they deal with an injured person, but they dragged him off the road immediately, had him laying down for a while, doing the compressions, and then they dragged him back towards a patrol car. And all along the way, he's leaving these these bloody smudges on the road. Hmm. And, uh, oh, it was, uh,
3: wow. Well, okay, there's a little bit more to the story. Cops got word of a reckless driver report in Newhall, The officers encountered the driver on the northbound I freeway. The suspect crashed his Toyota Corolla but managed to steal the CHP Cruiser shortly after. So this, maybe he did not, maybe he was drunk or he didn't want to be caught. So he tried to take the police car and run. I don't know. I don't know. They haven't released anything
1: about having a prior record. Because sometimes it's somebody who's headed for prison on a a third strike.
3: That's what I always think. It's somebody that does not want to be caught for reasons dealing with their past record. Uh, They did shoot out the rear tires with a spike strip, so he had trouble controlling the car and it knocked down a power pole before he came to stop in a grassy area near the freeway. Yeah,
1: because he jumped out of the car and the car kept going down the road and then veered off to the right and took out a power pole.
3: Right. Uh, But wow. Oh, yeah. They were worried that he might get the guns in there. But uh, he, they were. It says here. Luckily, they did not become unlocked in the patrol vehicle. He was not able to gain access. to them. How, That would have been. How many bad decisions did he have to make? No. I. I
1: <laughs> Again,
3: survival of the fittest, isn't it? Really.
1: <laughs> do we have? I think we have twenty-five seconds of uh, coverage from Fox Eleven when it happened. Oh, As okay. usual the steel police car, and ambulance, or fire truck, etc. But it does happen on occasion. Obviously, we see happening. Half- safe very unusual to steal a right. police car and ambulance or fire trucks etc but it does happen on occasion obviously we see happening right oh. on,
0: um, dennis dennis
2: i want to bring back Stu. Stu, what's going on he's jumping out of the car oh my goodness oh my goodness oh. he just bailed out of the car out of a moving oh. car look it just
0: crashed into the light pole oh my goodness
3: there you go okay
1: that was the oh my goodness moment moment
0: iHeart PPLSi does not provide legal representation or advice see a plan for complete terms
4: Like many of us you might think identity theft will never happen to you but consider this there's a new identity theft victim every 3 seconds in the US that's over 15 million people by the end of this year
1: 18
3: plus.
1: You're listening to John and Ken
4: On Demand from KFI AM 640.
3: Yeah, all right. Well, we got a lot to get to today. After 2 o'clock, just for fun, we're going to check in on the Gwyneth Paltrow trial going on in Colorado. It's a civil case. And it's, uh, she collided with another skier. And uh, he claims that uh, it was her fault. It was a hit and run. And it caused brain damage. Mm-hmm. She says, no, he ran into me. Yeah. In fact, the last time we talked about this story, she compared the collision to being sexually assaulted. I hope she loses. Of course you do. She's the
1: single most annoying celebrity uh, I've seen. Uh, She really is more annoying than any other celebrity. Than the
3: Kardashians? Yes. Okay. uh, You didn't even pause. Okay. No. Not really.
1: Absolutely. There's this kind of a, this prissy self-righteousness she has. Uh, Kardashians are party girls. Yeah, they are. You know. Their is prob- so dumb. <laughs> they are dumb. They're probably mm-hmm. very enjoyable in the right setting, though.
3: But it's true. None of their dopey products make the news the way Gwyneth Paltrow's dopey products from that Goop they, website made news. There is right? a
1: pretentiousness and a stupidity about her products. You know, they 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 push fashion that everybody can understand, right? Right. But right. she pushes stuff that is so. A lot of it's gross, like those vaginal eggs. I, I you know, whatever. Candles.
3: The-, the smell like oh. The- Yes. Yeah, but what's the one we did last week? She got uh, what kind of gas up her uh, anus? Some kind of treatment? Uh, oh yeah, what, what was that we, called? I just have... talked about that. Look that up. Last week. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Look that up, and <laughs> Paltrow. Some uh, kind of gas in her anus. <laughs> It wasn't ozone. You wouldn't get ozone. I forget. It was something like that. Some some type of treatment. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah. So she may not lose, though. I mean, I'm I'm hearing there's testimony from people that say that this uh, doctor, he's rectal
4: ozone therapy.
3: It was ozone. It was ozone, right? You know, just hearing you say that 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 is funny. I know. Would you like a little ROT, rectal ozone (laughs) therapy, a little rot? (laughs) All right, so we'll get to that. In an an hour, we'll be talking to John Atami, who was announced uh, he's a L.A. County deputy DA. He's going to run to replace George Gascon. And we already had John McKinney uh, make that announcement a few weeks ago. So there's two excellent candidates in there to replace Gascon in the election next year. But in one hour, we'll talk to John Atami. It's a full pack show today. Uh, We were just talking about that police pursuit, which was a little unusual yesterday, in that the guy was... He stole a police car. He took a a cruiser, and they were chasing him. They were like chasing one of their own cars, but he jumped out. And the update last night is that he died. Fox 11 did an interesting story dealing with alternatives to these sometimes dangerous police chases because, honestly, sometimes innocent people are killed. Uh, The way these guys drive, and, you know, the policy has been, well, if it gets, looks like it's really reckless we'll back off a bit and we'll just track them with a helicopter. We won't have 10 cars chasing them down from behind because that psychs up the driver to drive even crazier. They do that. Sometimes they do that. But this story brought up uh, some other possibilities. The first one, I would say, is never going to happen. And this brings up the privacy people. Many uh, Manny Ar- argomanets is the CEO of Stop Technologies. They have developed a device that can be mounted under your car's dashboard that can allow law enforcement to disable your car remotely. The important part of the feature is you will not lose any steering and you don't lose any braking. What, everybody would have one of these? That's the idea, right? Because they don't know whose car is going to be stolen. No, no.
1: No. What did I say when I proceeded? Uh, this This no. will never happen. You know what? I'm very, very wary of a lot of this now. I'm, I'm starting to uh, open the door to could, believing in some conspiracy theories, because I notice. All someone these...
3: stole your car. Wouldn't you want them to be able to get no. it back?
1: No, not not to give the government access to everybody's location. No, I'd rather have my oh, car stolen.
3: California would take this and say, oh, anybody driving a gas-powered car, we're going to shut it off. E- ex-
1: exactly. <laughs> so that's, we can stop
3: the carbon. <laughs>
1: that's exactly what they would do. <laughs> See, you, I'm telling you, that there are people who think like this, and they're in government, and they're collaborating with science and, and technology. Uh, demons, and they're coming up with ways. They always have to have a great cover story. Well, you know, if we install this, then this will make our roads safer. No longer will police be compelled to go on wild, dangerous chases. This yeah. is to save our you children
3: from being run over. It's like, whoa, whoa, stop, stop. The, the cops would have an app, and it would shut off the fuel flow, and the car would slow no, out. No, you are not giving that to the government. no. no. No
1: well, on all of that. The, oh,
3: I, the, the tech guy said, we understand this is going to be an uphill battle. Yeah, but, You know what?
1: A- I'm telling you, give up on that idea now. Close that factory. Get rid of that lab that's been researching this. <laughs> stop for, for, technology. For, yeah. Stop it now. You are only asking for a lot of trouble. This is the uh, stuff that got the Unabomber
3: going. You don't want to do this. Yeah, because he said every new vehicle has to have this technology for it to be successful, right? So Well, well, no,
1: no, no, no. You know something? I got an easier idea. Most of these guys who end up in police chases have a long record, which is why they're being chased, because they're second or third strike candidates. So it's easier and cheaper just to leave these guys in prison. Don't let them out. They'll inevitably get involved in chases. Because they're still bad guys, and they don't want to go to prison for life. And, and you can't use that as an excuse to monitor all of us and have the ability to shut down all of our cars. Why? Because there's a handful of guys you won't keep in prison? No, no, no. I'm on to all this now. I understand what all this is about. All this is about safety, climate change. It's all for your good. No, that's not why you're doing it. You want a totalitarian state. That's what you want.
3: Yeah, California will say, oh, and while we're at it, let's put in a mileage tracker so we can tax people for miles driven. Exactly. (laughs) They'll come in some backdoor way. Yeah, yeah. that's a great idea. What what else is going to be embedded in that device? All right, the other idea might appeal to you, and it's called Star Chase. It's a stick-on GPS tracker, which is launched from a patrol car onto the pursuit suspect's vehicle. So when they get close enough, they can... shoot it, and it'll glue itself to the trunk or something, and then they can track the vehicle remotely. Uh, the company behind Star Chase said the device is currently being used in 30 states. The Oakland Police Department also uses the technology, but so far no Southern California agencies, neither does the CHP, use it. I like that idea. Do you have a problem with that one? Or are you afraid that Newsom will put a tracker? He'll, he'll- well, what if they just start indiscriminately shooting trackers? On uh, yeah, it, suppose Why would they do that? I mean, I thought, uh, I thought you they kinda, want power. I thought power. you partially trust the police. The police, I trust.
1: The government. Well, that's who I
3: think would have this. I don't think. Yeah,
1: well, police Karen have to Bass take would have it, or but police have to take order. Yeah, but who who who, who runs the department? It's Karen Bass, ultimately. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, all right. I'll I'll I'll. Uh, I want to see how this works. You'll put a maybe on that one. Yeah, put a maybe on that one. You know because Aris- you know what you know what to the point is even when I don't see it immediately what's wrong with it uh i always have a feeling that there is something wrong with it i just don't have the knowledge to to figure it out yet
3: my question was all right so you have a tracker and let's say the guy looks back and you're not following him anymore and because they're confident they're going to know where you are because but what if he gets out and he runs for miles before you get there you you may get the car back but you won't get the thief or yeah, whatever it, you've been chasing right, if
1: you think the guy is dangerous i mean often they chase these guys because there was just a carjacking or an armed robbery and they think he has weapons how many times you know has it been a guy with a gun right and we see yeah, him waving yeah, the there's gun. a warrant or something and like, they well, find out oh you got to keep chasing that guy no now maybe a drone strike might be a good idea
3: oh literal smudge yeah
1: yeah Ooh. uh
3: that's not on this list that I'm looking no. at. From Fox 11 story didn't have drone smudge. How come my ideas never go mainstream? I don't understand. Uh, it is frustrating, isn't it?
1: It is because I, you know they'd work, right? We had drones up there and they would fire little missiles at every bad guy that we're
3: chasing. We got one more. Arizona has something called the Grappler Police Bumper. It launches a net at the real wheel of a pursuit suspect's vehicle. Well, so you haul it in like a fish? Is it, <laughs> or just the net slows it down? Uh, uh I guess if you've got a big vehicle behind it, which can outweigh it, you're kind of like... You i got to like, look that up, see what that looks like uh, on video. The gra- it's the Grappler Police Bumper, if you want to well, look at up. That sounds fascinating. They uh, I, It'll be fun to watch, right? Yeah. You see the guy tugging <laughs> and tugging, trying to get the car out of the net or the bumper out of the net. Sorry. But wouldn't the bumper just come off? It's like you're fishing for salmon, right? You just Oh, the real wheel, excuse me. It's launched at the rear wheel. Real wheel oh, if yeah. you take the wheel off, yeah, then the car's not really going to drive too well. Although we've seen guys
4: <laughs> oh, yeah. drive
3: amazingly with no wheel rims, uh, no tires left, just rims. <laughs> then they jump out and carjack uh, 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 and get a second car yeah. to continue the chase. I think you're right. The real answer is no. keep
1: them locked up. I-, I tell you, option number one, a definite no forever.
3: All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640. We're live everywhere, on the iHeart Radio app.
4: You're listening to John and Ken on demand from KFI AM six forty.
3: Yeah, we're on the air from one to four now. So uh, if you cannot hear the show live for those three hours, we'll pick up the podcast. It's posted up at KFIAM640.com shortly after four o'clock. Also, you'll find it on the iHeart Radio app.
1: I have breaking news. Yes. Dodgers opening night is tomorrow. It's not breaking news. The seven-time World Series champion Dodgers take on the Arizona Diamondbacks. First pitch at 7. Listen to Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner call opening night and all the games this season on HD on the free iHeartRadio app live from the Galpin Motors broadcast booth. Keyword AM570 LA Sports.
3: I read today that with spring training, the pitch clock has reduced games by an average of 26 minutes. Yahoo! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 26 minutes is
1: significant. Well, I, I went out to spring training a couple of weeks ago in Arizona. And, yeah, the game's
3: noticeably zipped by now. It's, so were there less people complaining? There were a few writers that were complaining when I, I first they, saw know,
1: them. The, the, the pink, what, did they complain just to get uh, hits on their Twitter feed? They There's, believe
3: in the purity of the game. Yeah, but it takes their time to make sure they're comfortable, ready to pitch, ready to you, bat.
1: You, well,
3: Why you, do you have to hurry them? You that know, kind of crap. You know when
1: we were kids, games used to take two and a half hours.
3: Yes, this is a development in the last
1: 30 40 50 <laughs> right. years right. Where so
3: the pure the pure game you have this whole ritual that th- goes on
4: didn't right?
1: take four hours and 20 minutes for a three to one game
4: well aren't Except. commercial breaks longer now
1: too they and are longer that- and that is part of it but part of it is the endless uh, I say I watch old games on uh, YouTube you should you should watch a game like from uh, from years ago and you'd be shocked how quickly the game went by because you didn't have the batters adjusting their wristbands every few seconds. You didn't have pitchers like who would be circling the mound and pacing back and forth. I found Pedro Baez, he's a yeah, pitcher
4: Took the, the name right out of my mouth.
1: Right, okay. I saw a website the other day, because me and my friends were talking about this in Arizona. I found this website and the headline was Here is Pedro Baez not pitching for one minute and eleven seconds. Have you seen that? Yeah, and then and it's this guy, and he's 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 either staring in and staring in, or he steps off the mound, he walks around the mound, he comes back, he stares in, he stare. Oh, it's it's dreadful. And I have listened to. Do- I remember listening to Dodger games on the radio, where it would take about eight minutes for an at bat, because if you had like a ten pitch at bat, and he would take a minute for each pitch. So you know th- th- that's got to end.
3: Sorry, yeah, my other favorite foul ball. Foul ball again. Foul ball. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, I can't if do
1: anything. If you want to know
3: that. who to watch, Eric Sklar to see a pitcher pitch his game and do it quickly, look at old video of Bob Gibson. Oh St. yeah. St. Louis Cardinals pitcher. He would do games in two hours and five minutes. <laughs> ready to go yeah. and excellent. Obviously he had a great record. And then Tom Seaver was quick later. too. What's that? He, he pitched, pitched, two, pitched days two days later. later yeah, yeah he did. didn't take he like did. five days. Oh no, off. guys would throw 160
1: pitches and then come. I I saw uh, um there, oh, there's a great documentary on one of the streaming channels. Nolan Ryan, uh, who pitched. Oh yeah, I've heard about that. Until he was 46. So, yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. good. But you know, he he would throw. They think he threw 100 miles an hour. They didn't have uh, radar guns back then. But he would throw 130, 140 pitches and then come back. You know, three days, four days later. You know
3: what? Everybody's so soft now.
1: So soft and weak. And the game became
3: overly managed. The same with football and basketball with all the replay and parsing everything. And now with the NCAA, let's get the tenth of a second back on the clock. Stop it already! (laughs) Slows everything down to a (laughs) boring mess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when they take five
3: minutes... To look at... Wh- yeah, now who- that they're watching the replay to see if that was actually a foul or whose hand right. it's off of, right. and then we got to fix the clock.
1: Yes, the out-of-bounds plays, right? When a whole bunch of hands are slapping at a ball, and they go over and over and over again. And after five minutes, you don't care anymore. You
3: forgot what, what, what the score was and who you were rooting for? It's like, it's
1: dreadful. They did
3: that in one of the games last weekend. The refs finally decided, well, it doesn't make a difference. The game's over. Because it was like <laughs> 0.8 tenths of a second left. And it doesn't yeah. matter who went off because it, it nothing left. So they just quit. <laughs> they yeah. declared the game over. And the two teams were huddled up because it was a timeout trying to figure out what to do on the next. Like, it's over? Oh, yeah. San Diego State won. Yay! <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that's why baseball had to change a bunch of rules. Because all those uh, 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 all those computer uh, sabermetric analysis. Oh, exactly. It squeezed right. all the fun out of the game, and it's doing it to basketball too. Yeah, it is. You know the three point. You know, run halfway down the court and yep. sh- chuck Statistics. a three pointer. Yeah, didn't that I know, start with
3: Moneyball? The Oakland A's. Yeah yeah, really yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They they took a good idea and, of course, took it to an extreme, and <laughs> they destroyed happens. baseball and they're destroying basketball. And it's like, get those computer guys out,
3: out. <laughs> all right, a couple of developments from the legal world. Uh The it, Talk about a nothing burger. The New York grand jury that's criminally investigating former President Trump is not expected to hear evidence for the next month. Now, it was Trump that announced over a week well, ago that he thought he was going to be arrested. We think that was a ploy, obviously, to get attention. He
1: pulled a fast one on everybody.
3: He did. <laughs> he did.
1: I say he's, he's amazing, actually. What one story would put him at the top of the news and get his supporters all crazy on being
3: indicted? I wonder if he collected a lot of money from that, too. He donors. did. He did, oh, huh? There are people who, there are people.
1: By the way, who signed me up for a Donald Trump campaign?
3: Well, you were signed up when you signed up to yeah. go to one of his speeches in Orange County years yeah, ago. Yeah, when you I, said you got on his mailing uh, list. Yeah,
1: on my private email, yes, but I blocked all those.
3: Okay. Yeah, but but on, still,
1: uh, once they grab your on, email. On you'll... my work email, which I did not give them, I looked the other day and I had about 12 Donald Trump money requests in a single day. No. It was Trump for president, Trump for president, Trump for president. No, 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 no.
3: This has got to be blocked. But- now, the caveat to this is, is that the Manhattan DA can call the grand jury back anytime he wants to. So there could be action. But The other development is uh, day three, the Mark Ridley Thomas jury, no verdict. Uh-oh. So I'm beginning to think they're stuck on something. It's not a complicated case, right? No, it's not. Did he bribe his son into USC by getting contracts for the school's social work? Yes, he did. Pretty simple.
1: Yes, he (laughs) he he did. did. (laughs) That's the Um, answer. You, sir, are the foreman of the jury. And if you're on the jury, you should be voting guilty by now all 19 times. Mm. If you don't, it is a
3: miscarriage of justice. Now, the judge in the case, it's a federal case, U.S. District Judge Dale Fisher, warned the panel to avoid, quote, unconscious biases. And preconceived notions of race. This jury is racially mixed, as you might expect. It was taken from. Uh, it says from throughout the region. That's true. It's a federal case, so that's probably what they do. They draw from throughout the Southern California. Region. Oh, if it was taken
1: from his district, he would have been free by now.
3: Yeah, or even just L.A. Right? Yeah, or but uh, or even L.A. County, probably a good. No, chance because of that. because that district elected
1: him a, a billion times, right? Because he he served in every possible office. He did, yes. Yes, I'm he right. served in the state legislature, county supervisor, city council. He's just—he's
3: been running for over thirty years for one office or another, and every time he got in. All right, when we come back, just for fun, we're going to talk about the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. Uh, Alex Stone is covering the story. ABC News for KFI. Gwyneth Paltrow in 2016 collided into another skier. You talk about white celebrity privilege. <laughs> that seventy-six-year-old optometrist, I think he's retired, is suing, claiming that uh, he hit her, or rather she hit him and then ran off. This is what rich care. people fight about. I know. Who hit, who on a ski slope. All right, it's coming up. John and Ken KFI AM640 live everywhere the the iHeartRadio app. And Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.